you said that if people click a couple links in the email course to get the course the next email early, you know, you basically will send that and they, and they say, hey, you're super into this. Here's our paid course, right? You kind of give it early. Now, what are some other segmentation mm. that you would recommend? I, I call it the who question. And it's a question that allows you to identify like the sub audiences or the like different type of personas within your bigger audience. The questions that we were asking were, uh, what type of business do you have? Are you an agency owner? Mm -hmm. Are you a freelancer? Are you a creator? Are you a solopreneur? Then what's your biggest goal for being more productive? Right? Like, do you want to scale your business and like make, I don't know, seven figures? So for those listening, Daniel's uh, been kind of like online Twitter, LinkedIn friends for what, like two, three years now or something. Mm -hmm. um, he runs, uh, he's part of the Ship 30 team, which is a, an amazing program. Uh, highly, highly recommend it for, for anyone that's wanting to get started on uh, online writing. Uh, I've taken it before. It actually influenced me to start Brand 30. So um, yep. amazing program, amazing program. And Daniel's like, you started as like the automation guru there. No? And like, what kind of stuff are you working on right now? Just because so you're very savvy, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm 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 a Swiss Army knife. Uh, well, that's how we <laughs> that's what that's how we like to joke internally. But it's funny because yeah. full transparency. When I first like, it, I've been involved in Ship Thirty for Thirty in some shape or form from the very very beginning. So it's been almost yeah. three years now. So initially, um, I participated in the very two original cohorts and as a student, right? Like I really enjoyed it. I had fun. I kind of fell in yeah. love with the community and with the whole idea. And from there, I essentially called DM my way into the team. Um, and back then, I like my skills, it wasn't nearly close what it is today. Obviously, I still have uh, an infinite thing, a number of things to learn. But like the, 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 gro the growth has been substantial since then. Uh, but all of this to say that initially, I had no clue what Zapier was, what automation was. Like I was just winging it and right and, and try to create opportunities for myself. Uh, and so it was actually a few months into working with the Ship Thirty for Thirty guys, Dicky and Cole, that I was essentially forced to start automating things because I didn't have more hours in the day to keep up with all the stuff that we had to do. And so. That's how I discovered Sapier. That's how I, for a while, became the the Sapier guru uh, because I've started also sharing like the things that I was learning and automating in the business. But yeah, nowadays I like to think of myself as the guy who takes care of everything behind the scenes, so that Dicky and Cole can just show up to the live sessions, uh, write content, create content, and teach and share their their knowledge. Right, and yeah, I nice, do every, nice. everything else. So they can just focus on doing that. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and a lot's going on there. And I want to ask you, like, point of this is I want to get really deep in the lead magnets yeah. with you, man. And so, like, I think what caught my eye with you is I think on Twitter you posted something like, "Oh, I created a lead magnet for a client." I think you mentioned that you charge them like ten grand to do it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I'm, I'm like, we need to charge more for distribute, which helps you know creators <laughs> and solopreneurs make lead magnets. You mentioned that that lead magnet. I think I created this person like 300K in revenue so far, something like that, right? And so I want to just start from zero with you, man. Like from the very beginning, like why lead magnets? We can get into everything, right? But like why lead magnets? What made you get started helping build these out on the side for people? Um, what's your take on the best kind of lead magnets? Let's just go deep. I think that would be great, dude. 
Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah, um, uh, I love to geek out on all things like lead magnets and email marketing too. So we're, uh, yeah, like we're, you're, if you're yeah. listening uh, to this and you're looking to kind of level up your email marketing game, you're in for a treat. Yeah. But go- going back to my point from earlier where, uh, yeah. where we were talking about skills, right? Like in this process, last almost three years of working at Ship Theory for 30, one of those skills that I've built is not just automation in general, like when it comes to business ops, but also automation in the context of email marketing. And when I combine kind of that skill set and all of that knowledge that I was learning with my interest for copywriting, which was what initially led me to join Ship Theory, that kind of uh, took me on a path to experiment with new things. And so earlier this year, I launched like small agency with my wife as an experiment doing- Oh, amazing, bro, with your wife. We'll get into that too, like dogs yeah. or someone with your wife. Yeah, I think me and my <laughs> wife would kill each other, but yeah. Oh, good. It's definitely not for the light but (laughs) it's a challenge but but yeah so er earlier this year we launched this agency as an experiment and since then we've we've worked with a couple interesting clients it's specialized in as as i said in in creating lead magnets but also a very specific type of lead magnet which is email courses the reason why i picked this type of lead magnet is because i was able to see firsthand how it was such a game changer for ship 30 for 30 uh because essentially like obviously they can call our amazing writers and they have Mm -hmm. been able to build huge followings and generate a lot of traffic on social media and like primarily LinkedIn and, and, and Twitter. But then what they do have that a lot of other big creators don't have is an engine to turn that attention from social into mm-hmm. like actual raving fans, paying customers that then join their programs, right? Like in that engine, or at least on the front end, and we can get into the specifics in a minute, but at least on the front end, the, en- the, the front end part of the engine is the email course. Right. So mm-hmm. I was able to see firsthand how powerful the system was. Once I knew how to build those systems, thanks to working with them, I decided to, exp- to you know, give this idea a try. And that's what we've mm-hmm. been doing. And uh, luckily, we've been able to generate some amazing results for, for, for some clients, as you were alluding to mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the backstory. Nice, nice. Okay, so email course lead magnets. That's interesting. Where do you start with that, bro? Like, how do you start with what to decide as an email course? Let, let's start there. Like, how do you decide on what to do with, you know, what, what's Perfect. Perfect. Um, I think that's an amazing question. Although I would, before answering that, I'll take a step, like a one step back, one additional yeah. step back. And answer the question of why an email course in the first place, right? Like we, it, it might be easy to assume, especially for me, because I'm so, so like in the weeds these days, it's, it might be easy to assume uh, that people know what an email course is. So I want to define that first, an email mm, course, love it, love it. right? So an email course is essentially a drip sequence. But what's interesting though, is that you're using a drip sequence in a, and you're combining that with kind of a specific time frame, like five days, seven days, it's usually a short time frame. And you're using that drip sequence to educate people on a very specific topic or problem and help them like get a very quick but substantial win. Right. Like so mm-hmm. I help them so solve a real world problem that they're experiencing. Right. Like ideally all only magnets should do that. Not all of them do, of course, but that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the definition of an email course. Now yeah. In all, one, one sec there, I'll, I'll butt in and why I like email courses specifically, I did one, I've, I've done one for one of my courses, Brand 30. It, it was on how to do LinkedIn well or something like that, right? And because mine's very LinkedIn specific. And why I like it is because you can daily or every other day or however you do it, like get in front of people, whereas oppo- opposed to 
opposed to like a regular course where they have to go find their sign in, find their login, and then go in and then figure out what to do. So it it seeds it to them every single day and shows up in their inbox, which is amazing. So they can take like one nugget at a time, which is actually how people learn these things, like the best way to learn, right? Versus give me a shit ton of, you know, like stuff and then figure it out on my own. So yeah, just saying from my perspective, why I personally love as the end user of a of an email drip course, why I like it, right? Because it's not like, oh, I have to go through three hours of stuff. It's like, no, you'll get this stuff every day for seven days, 14 days, three days, whatever. So it's amazing, bro. It's amazing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's that, that's actually, uh, you're answering the question for me. So that was the okay. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I jumped ahead. Bro. I jumped ahead. Dude. I jumped ahead. Yeah. No, that, but, but I love it because that's actually the first reason. Like, like when you compare an email course with other vehicles, like uh, the classic is like the, the ebook or the PDF, right? Like it's a yeah, bunch yeah. of information all in one document, like it's so overwhelming to do the same thing. I usually download the the, the freebie whenever I, uh, I'm curious. I see all of the information, I get overwhelmed. Best case scenario, like I skim through it and maybe I find a, a couple golden nuggets. More often than not, I just click, uh, I just close the file and never open it again. Yeah, in my computer yeah. collecting digital dust. Right? Yeah. Oh, digital dust. I love that. Yes, yes. That's good. That's good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I, I think that's the first reason, right? Like the email course yeah. by na- like by definition makes the content way more digestible compared to other types of lead magnets. I think the other reason that I think makes the email course very powerful is that by making the content digestible and dripping it out in a seven day, five day, 10 day, whatever number of day sequence, you're also training people to open your emails, right? Uh, compare, yeah. compare, yeah. To compare, compare that to a weekly newsletter where you're only sending one email per week throughout a long period of time. Basically, you're taking way longer to create that that goodwill and that trust because you're only sending one e- one valuable email per week versus the lead magnet. You're sending five, seven, mm. ten emails, super valuable emails. Uh, one after another. By the time people finish your email course, them, them, like I don't want to miss in uh, in this email never again, right? Because I already know they're mm-hmm. super valuable. Mm, yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Like a lot of people right now are tripped up on on creating a newsletter, and I will say, bro, like newsletters are great. Um, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm at like 27k. This this podcast is going to go out to those 27k, and there hopefully people are back. Wow, let me try the email course. Right. With that, though, like newsletters are hard, right? Because it's once a week. It's hard for people to build the habit once again of opening your email. Right. If there's one off week, like your newsletter isn't good one week, then like then the next week you decrease your chances of them opening, you know, again. So I do like that email course of building a relationship day by day with high value content. Quickly. Right. Uh, quickly. And it's funny because everyone, because it's the new shiny object thing, newsletters, right? It's like a hot thing right now. People are, are kind of missing other ways to capture emails and build that relationship. The goal, the still goal of this email course is still to upsell people, right? Like right. you're still giving them something free. So I want to get into that with you. Like these email, maybe, maybe we should hold off on that until you think we should talk about something different, but like... But yeah. the point of every email is you're still sliding in an upsell, like in the PS line or something, right? That's like the obvious thing. Are there other obvious things that like these email these email courses are, are providing besides, you know, like the email every day that you see? I mean, it's ultimate goals upsell, but yeah. Definitely. I agree. I think I, I do have 
some like very strong opinions in terms of how to use email courses as a way to generate those sales because that's as you're as you're saying that's that's the holy grail grail right like that's what we all yeah. ultimately want obviously yeah. but let me close it up with the last reason why i think email courses are very powerful in that reason or that kind of point actually it's a perfect segue to to the monetization part. If you download a, a like if you're using a PDF or an ebook or any other type of file as your lead magnet, and let's say you you have some or there is a, a super engaged reader that actually reads your thing and doesn't let the file collect digital dust in their computer. There's no way for you as the creator of the lead magnet to know that that engagement is taking place because that's just a file in someone's computer. But if you're using an email course instead, every click, there is different mechanisms. There is different ways for you to track, to track I'm sorry, uh, those people's engagement with your lead magnet and then do segmentation and other like fun uh, revenue generating stuff based on that date. Let's get into that. Like, teach me, Daniel. <laughs> because <laughs> how do you, so you mentioned segmentation. So like, what are your strategies here? Okay, let, 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 I'll give you like before getting too in the weeds into segmentation, which we I'm happy to, but I'll give you like an easy example. You don't even need to do segmentation to do some of this stuff. For instance, one thing that we do at Ship Theory that I do with my clients when I build email courses for them is that I usually mm -hmm. include a link at the bottom of the of the email course as a PS almost, I let I give people the ability to get the next lesson in advance if they want to. It's an automation thing, but from the user perspective, it's very cool because even though you are dripping out the content, some people are also very eager and they want to just binge it. And so Interesting. when you do something like that, what we do on the backend is we're tracking how many times someone is clicking one of those, uh, give me the next email links. And based on the number of times they are clicking one of those links, uh, they click more than twice, objectively say, okay, this person is very engaged. They are binging the course. Mm -hmm. And based on that mm -hmm. behavior, we then trigger another automation that's that sends them an email saying hey uh like i just noticed you're flying through this i think you might enjoy this other thing that we created usually a paid product uh and since yeah. you're it seems like i see you're so committed to learning this new thing uh, here's a discount to help you out as a thank you for signing up oh and so based, smart smart based on a few clicks we can objectively separate like who's more engaged in, mm -hmm. in the segment if you will or in the email list email list and then based on those behaviors offer those people who are more engaged other special offers that maybe everyone else don't doesn't get that's pretty genius man because like the problem i have like being super i'm just like leaving it to chance i'm like ps here's a link <laughs> to the paid product you know like i have no like i'm not tracking the link clicks and then saying like oh this person's objectively engaged so and it makes total sense right if they're super into it your odds of getting them to get your paid is probably way higher Right. And so totally. that's interesting, man. So you're doing that and you're doing all this through convert kit, right? Like that's right. how you're yeah. through convert kit. Yeah. Right. Like I do, I've built it for a couple other clients in using like other systems like Kartra and other like email marketing tools, but um, ConvertKit is my favorite one. Is the one that I specialize in. If you want to, we can also like, I think, again, I think this is the perfect segue, segue into monetization and kind of my, my frameworks and, and opinions there. Uh, do you yes, want to do that? please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear all this. Cool. So at the beginning of the session, one of the questions you asked was, okay, how do you even go about, you know, deciding what to make the email course about and whatnot? So the reason why I bring this up is because my team and I are very intentional about 
the topic that we make the, our email courses about. We, we basically are strategic about the topic and we pick the topic so that the person who's reading it can get a win. We help them solve a problem, but it's not just any kind of problem. It's basically, we, we basically ask ourselves first, what's the problem that the paid offer that we are eventually trying to plug and uh, get people to buy solves, right? Like what's the, what's the value proposition of that offer, paid offer that we're going to eventually uh, pitch people on. And then we kind of reverse engineer the lead magnet based on that, because here's the logic. So imagine a paid offer helps people um, get a six pack app. Then we yeah. ask ourselves, okay, what's an earlier problem that someone who ha who wants to get six pack apps needs to get solved before they can even worry about that. Because mm -hmm. if we can help someone help uh, fix or solve that problem, then they're going to trust us. They're going to be, you know, thankful and feel kind of, uh, you know, the, the law of reciprocity. They're going to feel like compelled to somehow mm -hmm. thank us for helping them solve that initial problem. And then if we can, on top of that, offer them the solution to the very next problem that they're going to experience, which is getting that uh, six pack apps, those six pack apps, they're going to be like, damn, of course, I'm going to, obviously, if I have the means to, to buy your thing, I'll probably buy it. That, that's the framework. Yeah. So we, we kind of take a step back, think about the, the problem that we solve with our paid offer, right? Like the one we're going to plug at the end of the email course or throughout the email course. We very clearly define and articulate the problem and the, the benefit of that paid offer. Then based on that, we think, we say, okay, What's the earlier problem that someone needs to solve before even worrying about that? So that, right? So we can help them solve that problem. And then whenever they're done with the email course, it's a no brainer for them to then buy our thing. Yeah. It's like, we, we actually did this. Um, this is how we scaled Taplio actually like a SaaS that we built, which was we, we actually did use lead magnets to get end users. And so what we did is for example, Taplio helps you schedule like you know LinkedIn posts basically with automation, right? Um, and AI in the platform to help you generate all these posts, curate yep. posts, blah 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 blah. So what we did is like what we noticed is um, people want to post mm -hmm. carousels, and so we were like, oh, we could generate a carousel. We could create a carousel set mm -hmm. software product, right? And that's our deliveries. We deliver a piece of software, and that software product's a free carousel generator. Because guess what? After they're done yeah, generating the carousel, guess what we did? We said, hey, you want to <laughs> schedule this, right? It's the next problem that you're going to have. And Hormozzi went into this yep. in his like uh, lead magnet mastery thing too, right? Which is like, uh, obviously he articulates it really well, which is part of the superpowers. But yeah, it was like the problem before the big problem you're trying totally. to sell, right? So what's a problem you can help solve for free that builds that trust level where they're like, hey, okay, you've got... I look at it as like a series of yep. small yeses, right? When everyone's going to buy your shit. It's like, especially in today's world, the super saturated is how can you become the master of getting a bunch of small yeses from people? That's the way I think about it. And it's like, it could be free email courses, free software products, yep. lead magnets, right? Like all this free stuff. And I think that's the message that a lot of people, um, that's not talked about enough, which when we say like, oh, give away your stuff for free, there, people don't talk about the why enough right and the why is because you're trying to build that trust level with people and it's not like you're going to give away your main product for free no you're, you're giving away a bunch of stuff for free that way you already have the trust to actually 
sell something of, of a monetary value, right? Now, my question to you is how, how often should you be creating these different email courses? Right, I guess is a, is a question like, that's what's a your great question. It's actually one of the beautiful things about the email course that if you get it right and you like put the, you know, do, do things through and have the right strategy behind it, it's almost like a setting stone asset that, you know, the, 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 I'll give you a, a concrete example, the Ship 30 for 30 um, email course. We haven't really updated that email course in like more than 18 months and it's still printing money, yeah. right? It works. works and it's, it's evergreen. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we do is whenever we are like on a launch period, because by the nature of the product, the, the product is a cohort based course. We have like different uh, cohort start dates throughout the year. And therefore we also have like specific launch periods mm -hmm. throughout the year uh, because of the nature of the product. We sometimes when we're doing like uh, live uh, FOMO campaigns and stuff like that, we pause like the sales component of the email course, if you will, during that period. But the rest of the year, the email course is just working, right? And mm -hmm. obviously we have, we've also created other email courses for other offers and other um, products that we have also created, but it's, it's really up to you. I would say like, if you get it right, you can, you can get your email course working like forever after a few couple iterations and it just works. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but also, yeah. also, um, you can also kind of combine that strategy with doing other sort of smaller drops that help you grow your list funnel more, even more people into the system. And it, so it continues to run, right? And generate, generate sales. Yeah, let's get into that. Like, how do you drive traffic well, to this thing? Is it is it just through like social media posts or like, how are you getting people to give you their email to get in the course? In the yeah, um, the savvy thing to do, the wise thing to do is, if you have these super effective asset, instead of, instead of plugging your newsletter, for example, everywhere, you just focus on driving your traffic from social media to this asset, right? And then what, what a lot of people yeah. don't understand is that at the end of the day, obviously not everyone who goes through the email course will buy your, your paid stuff. And those people who do not buy your paid stuff will just be dripped into, into your newsletter and they're just going to continue to receive those emails that you publish every week, right? Like you're going to continue to nurture them. But... So either way, yeah. people are going to end up in your email list and getting your, your newsletters. The difference is if you have this super effective system uh, with a way more value, uh, value prop on the front end, you're also getting um, more, more email subs, right? Because I, I, again, when, fr from a user yeah, perspective, yeah. if you compare the value proposition of a newsletter to an email course that's helping you solve a super specific problem in a super short time frame compared to yeah, I'll send you one email per week on this topic that's interesting. You know, which one, right? Which one converts yeah. better? Probably the, the, the email course. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, we drive most of our traffic from social to the email course. The email course does its work. Yeah. And then whoever doesn't buy after going through the email course, we just add those people to our newsletter and those people continue to be nurtured with our weekly emails, right? Until eventually they buy. Nice. And, okay. And to complement that yeah. real quick, and whenever we do like um, other viral lead magnet drops, we deliver that lead magnet, and then we uh, also 
say, hey, by the way, if you, if you don't know, we also have like this super valuable email course that you might be interested in. Uh, here's how to sign up, right? And we, right, we kind of, yeah. once people are in the email list, we can also kind of cross promote those different assets. Yeah, because right. you have their email now, so you can work on that, which sounds like interesting. So, and then one thing you mentioned, Daniel, within this was you said that if people click a couple links in the email course to get the course, the next email early, um, you know, you basically will send that and, they, and then you can say, hey, you're super uh, into this. Here's our paid course, right? You kind of give it to them early. Now, what are some other segmentation mm -hmm. things that y'all are doing? Right, like that you would recommend because this is this is this is interesting because I I've heard many people talk about this part. Right, like I'm curious to see how you segment. I'm glad you asked um, because that, yeah, that's this is. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready. You're ready. You're like okay. I've got an answer yeah, for you. It's, uh, it's a fascinating topic that I really like to talk about, and I think you're right. Like a lot of people either aren't doing this, or if they are, they are not being very loud about it. Um, but the way we, we do it and the way I do it with my clients is right after someone opts in for one of our email courses, we send them to a thank you page, right? And a little, a little insider baseball, uh, thing that a lot of big players don't tell you is your thank you page is super, super valuable real estate, because that's in the next the, like the immediate next thing that someone sees right after they make that little bet and that little decision of giving you their email. Right. And so we leverage yeah. that real estate yeah. to ask people a couple questions. Uh, and we basically include there what, what I call a segmentation survey. And it's doesn't have to be like super fancy. It's just, it's usually three or, or four questions that I like to ask. Uh, the questions are usually, what's your biggest goal in the context? Like imagine in your, in your example of uh, brand theory, what's your biggest goal when it comes to building an audience on LinkedIn, right? Or your biggest reason yeah. for building an audience yeah. on LinkedIn. Then the second question is, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to building your audience on LinkedIn? And then the last question that we ask that yeah. kind of varies or, or you have to frame it a little bit differently depending on your paid offer and like the context of the offer. But it's basically, I, I call it the who question. And it's a question that allows you to identify like the sub audiences or the like different type of personas within your bigger audience. So in your example, it might be like, mm. are you a solopreneur? Are you a SaaS founder? Are you, right? Like you're trying to identify what type of person mm. that, that subscriber is. Then mm -hmm. um, we use a, a, a very nice tool called Right Message. Shout out to Right Message. Um, and we can to create the survey, right? And then with right, what Right Message does that is super, super handy and convenient is it sends that, that data from the survey directly to your ConvertKit account or your email marketing account or tool, right? And then you can leverage mm -hmm. that data to personalize the emails that you're sending at scale. And so you see, Got and so it. I'll give you an example from one of the, the, the client that you uh, referenced earlier in the conversation. So that one of the reasons we've been able to, in my opinion, see uh, such results with this client is because even though he has a very like broad offer, he essentially has a productivity course that teaches a lot of different people how to, you know, reduce the number of hours they're working and make more money in their business. But 
that's pretty broad, right? Like, and so one of the things that we did to mm-hmm. make um, the whole system more effective, effective was we included this segmentation survey. We capture all of these data, by the way, like it's like 50 to 60% of new subscribers who actually take the time to respond the survey. So we have data from a good chunk of people. Um, and oh wow okay yeah i was gonna ask that how many and, people and, actually and, do and, it yeah real quick to speak to that the reason why a lot of people fill it out is because of the way we frame it it's not like here's a survey more work to you no it's like and it's it's genuine right like the way i frame it is can you please take 30 60 90 seconds to to answer a few questions quick questions um and if you do take the time to answer these questions this will help me know what kind of, you know, what, what are you struggling with? Get a better sense of how I can better help you and right. Better and personalize you, the yeah. content that I send you based on that. Right. So it's, it's the framing. That's very important. Yeah. Yep, it's about exactly. Them. Um, yeah. and then different, different email marketing tools have like different ways of doing this, but what you're doing with this data is essentially adding like dynamic content to each email, right? You're basically adding like logic that says, if person, if the subscriber said X thing on the survey, show them this piece of content, right? This content, or if they didn't say this other thing, mm-hmm. show them this other thing. It's basically the same copy, but personalized based on the, the response to the survey. And we add those yeah, snippets, yeah. like those personalized snippets throughout the email course, and especially throughout the sales uh, emails that we send folks after the email course. And so when we start to pitch the paid offer, like the email that you get feels like it was made to you. It was written to you because it's like, okay, okay, again, an example of my client. So the questions that we were asking were, uh, what type of business do you have? Right. Like, and so we, we ask, are you an agency owner? Mm -hmm. Are you a freelancer? Are you a creator? Are you a solopreneur? Then what's your biggest goal for being more productive, right? Like, do you want to scale your business and like make, I don't know, seven figures, or do you want to just work less so you can spend more time with your family? Stuff like that, right? And then what's your biggest struggle? Same thing. We gave them like different options based on the on the data that we had and, and the, the struggles and the goals that my client already knew uh, his audience wants to uh, get and, and, and solve. And then when we had that data on our end, like on the email marketing tool, the, and when you read the email that you're, that you're receiving, it says like, since you're an agency owner, right? Obviously, uh, as long as that person said they're an agency owner, since you're an agency owner and you're struggling with mm-hmm. this, this, and this, here's this product that's going to help you solve exactly the problem that you have, right? And we are able, we're able to position mm-hmm. the paid offer that it's actually quite broad and the message, right? Like the, the, pro- the offer is actually yeah. quite broad, but since we have that data and we have it in our ConvertKit account, we're able to at scale and, and automatically personalize the messaging based on what they said on the survey. And the email felt like it was written to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which at the end of the day, increases your conversion yeah. rates on sending out those email offers. Right. Uh, interesting. Inter- so you're not going in and just blasting everyone in your list and saying, Hey, like you want to buy this. You're saying, no, let me get all the, all the f- founders versus all the salespeople versus all the thing. And then, writing a unique message. Maybe you're just changing a few things, but you're writing a unique message to each of those people. Okay. What do you do with the people that don't fill out the survey? 
you just they get a whole nother i guess they're yeah, the, they button, get like the right? broader yeah the standard version of the cell sequence that's by definition like a little bit more vague and tries to appeal to different because you're essentially guessing right like what's their biggest problem what's right yeah, um, yeah. but yeah that's that's what we do but again like a, a big i was very surprised because a lot of people fill fill out the survey actually so yeah that's great i mean yeah because they've already given you mm -hmm. again the small yes right they've already said yes to this and so the likelihood of them filling out is much higher most newsletters i will say um besides <laughs> my own newsletter uh most newsletters are kind of like vanilla i would say like because they're very hard to like to entertain people for a whole email like is very yeah. freaking hard i mean i've spent like over a year trying to perfect this right and still my open mm -hmm. rates like 40 percent like on yeah. some if i'm lucky right and like it's it's freaking hard man uh it is not easy so i feel like we're definitely yeah. in a bubble with that uh i know this is a whole nother topic with the newsletter thing but you know i feel like it's going to be the best of the best will totally newsletter i agree <laughs> you know like and then the rest who knows what's going to happen and maybe some companies will do it but fall flat i think but um not to be <laughs> testing this but it's just having been in the weeds not having been in the weeds yeah. it's freaking hard man uh it's like a very hard thing and this is why i would say like i would tell people man like do an email course first you know i, I think you're right like a lot of people underestimate how how much work and how much of a skill and a muscle it is to write a newsletter consistently every week for a long period of time right versus writing yeah five six seven emails out of the gate that are big out of the gate that are very good and that will essentially work for you for a long time because it's an automated sequence um that as you know as long as people are subscribing they're gonna get it and it's gonna it's the, the way i think about it is imagine you could put your imagine you have a company right like you have like a, a sales team imagine you are able to automate your best salesperson and make it so it's available to work and educate people on your product 24 7 365 that's essentially what an email course is yeah yeah it's true it's true <laughs> now okay this brings up another question that i have which is how long should the email course be? Seven days, 14 days, 30 days? And I, it's a depends answer, of course, right? But like, what's kind of your your reasoning for the different lengths? I would say that? it should take as long as, the, as, as you need to help people achieve the outcome or get that win that you're looking to help them achieve or get, right? So going back to the example of yeah. the, the six-packs app, like... If you, if the win, okay, let's pretend that the win that you're helping people achieve is understand uh, how many calories a day they should be eating. Fake example, right? If yeah, yeah. you only need two emails to provide a win to people, it should only be two emails. You don't, you don't need to do like 10, 20 emails just, just for the sake of doing 10 or 20 emails. Like it should be as long as you need to in order for you to help that people get that small win that you need for them to then say, okay, I now I'm ready to solve the mm. next problem. Help me solve that next problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Dan. Yeah. Um, it's a really good point because when, when I think email courses, I'm like, yeah, hit them with 20 <laughs> emails, you know, when people like, but <laughs> more emails better, right? Like maybe people think that, who knows, but no, that makes sense. Is like how long it takes to actually get the win, uh, which is interesting. And then 
that's a good way to position it too. Is like, what's the win? What, what's the ben- the big benefit they're going to get when they're done with this? Like, what can they go solve now? Right. Uh, which is freaking awesome. Or feel right. confident in doing because you may not necessarily solve the, you may not, you know, like change their tire on their car, but make them feel more confident to like go get in, you know, in the driver's seat, right. Of, of whatever that may be. So amazing, man. Well, um shoot i like trying to keep this to about 45 minutes which we're at but like what what's the other what's kind of something that we didn't mention about lead you know email courses and lead magnets that maybe like sure. people should know or did we cover I think, it? I think i have one more thing that i'd like to share that i think can be it's very tactical but it can also be like very helpful for someone who's trying to implement this stuff yes please man cool please. let's yeah, do yeah, it yeah yeah i want to i'm learning too <laughs> as we talk so yeah perfect I let's do it stuff. so yeah. As you know, when you're trying to sell something, no matter what you're trying to sell, one of the most important variables there in the kind of the sales process is how do you create urgency, right? And so considering that for most people, an email course is like this evergreen asset. Remember you asked me, okay, how many of these do you need? Like, and, and my answer was like, if you do it right, like this thing can work for you forever, essentially. Now, if it's working forever, the, the trickier question that maybe more advanced folks ask themselves was, okay, but if it's evergreen and it's working forever and it's essentially, how the hell do I create urgency with the email course so people take me up on my offer of the pay thing, right? And so there is a very powerful tactic that we've been using uh, with this tool called Deadline Funnel, which is, okay, I'll I actually, I'll introduce the problem first. So okay, how, okay, you're, you're, you're sending emails, right? Like people sign up for your email course, they receive the whole thing. I think this review could be a good example of that because it's a it's a product that anyone can sign up for at any time, right? So you have imagine you have your email course for yeah. distribute. And you educate people on the value you provide. You help them solve a quick problem. Then you hey hey by the way I also have these amazing all of these amazing features. If you want to sign up, sign, here's here's how to do that. How do you create urgency for a product like that? Um, especially when, again, anyone can sign up at any time. There is no like, it's not like a cohort, right? When a cohort, it's easy to sell, I like to say, because you have the cohort starting on next date and you're actually going to close enrollment at some point. You know, people are going to miss out if they don't, if they don't join by X date, right? You don't have yeah. that with it, right? Yeah, urgency is uh, there. By definition, but with yeah. a product like distributor or any other SaaS or like evergreen digital product, you don't have that baked in. So you have to essentially engineer it artificially. And so a good way to to do that is to do either expiring discount or an expiring bonus. But the way you make it, you make it actually expire is with this tool called deadline funnel. Uh, Deadline funnel creates like a personalized deadline for each subscriber that's going through your sequence. And so Right. So by oh. the time, because if you try to do like, uh, uh, m- most countdown timers in the, in the, in like most email marketing tools, they're, they're tied to a actual date, right? Like tomorrow, five days from now. And if you're doing an evergreen sequence, you cannot use or cannot rely on those timers or those deadlines because you have people coming in to your email course at different times of the year and the month and the week, right? So how do you solve that problem? Using a yeah. tool like Deadline Funnel, you can essentially create a personalized uh, deadline for each of your subscribers, right? Say you subscribe, to, right? You subscribe um. today, 
by the end so, of the yeah. week, you start to receive the sales emails. And by the time the sales emails start, your deadline, your personalized deadline funnel time, uh, deadline starts as well. And during what, when, it, before the deadline ends, you're going to receive those emails and the link with the offer, like the special offer that you're giving people are going to work perfectly. But when the deadline ends and you click on those links, you're going to be taken to a page that says, Hey, sorry, your offer expired. I, I was for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Does that okay, make this sense? This is a cool tool. Yeah, and it, and it, and it, yeah, no, it makes sense because it's like, it just basically creates a personalized link. Right. That, that has a personalized right. deadline. That, yes. That is, yeah, that has a personalized deadline and interesting. And there's a bunch of stuff behind the scenes going on there, but that makes sense. So, and then when they get to your page, I'm guessing when they click on the link, is the, is it a personalized page or something that they get on as well? Like when it is not you, you could. or, you or could, what's that um, that's yeah. like more advanced, but in, in, in right but, oh, but in yeah. essence it's that. like the powerful yeah. thing is the timer because if you don't have that mechanism you're yeah. basically saying hey here's a special discount that will expire in three days but in reality the discount will never expire because your email marketing tool doesn't allow you to do that or you would have to manually create like coupons yeah. and special links to, for everyone which uh, is obviously not scalable yeah yeah interesting i like this i'm gonna have to implement <laughs> this this is cool. Yeah, it'll say, hey, we're done. Like, sorry, it doesn't work. Interesting. I love that. Okay. Deadline funnel. Okay, so this is good because urgency yep. and scarcity, right? How do how do we do that? Um, in the this plays on the urgency side, right? Like, hey, you know, sign up before the deadline. How what are you doing to play on the scarcity side? Right? Which is the obvious, like, hey, only a hundred spots left is kind of the obvious one. But are there any other tricks that y'all are using or that you've seen work? Yeah, that's well? that that was a trick, especially like with digital products that are, you know, essentially unlimited and yeah. it's kind of kind of hard to find a like genuine real way to do it. And honestly, when if if it's not real, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I like deadline funnel so much, if it's not real, like sometimes you might lose trust from people because you know, everyone knows like your freaking PDF can be downloaded a million times, right? Like, yeah, versus like a shirt that you only made limited to a hundred because you you can probably right. only make a hundred, right? Like that could be it's a physical product, right? It's a little different. So yeah, yeah that's trickier. Yeah. And I full transparency, I, I haven't really found like a good good like the the equivalent of deadline funnel for scarcity. I haven't found yet. But yeah, like that that's that's my take. You know. Yeah, unless you're truly only if allowing true, people yeah, into a specific yeah. cohort, then yeah, then you can do that. Maybe another way is like some people do it with like, oh, you know, we only it's the same play. We're only allowing yeah. five clients. We're only uh, allowing a hundred people to join the course. We're only that's the scarcity. Oh, this thing's only gonna be available for three months, right? Uh, or we're only gonna open this up once, and then we don't know mm -hmm. when it's gonna be open again. This email right that could be it too um but yeah i agree it's definitely a lot harder with like <laughs> with digital products what, what you could digital. do is yeah. have some sort of application process where you're essentially saying okay this is not for everyone you need to qualify in order to get access to this product that you could do at scale even if it's a digital product i, I feel like obviously you might want to you don't want to do that just for the sake of doing that and create <laughs> fake, you know, but that, that could be like a, a mechanism that you yeah, could use yeah. if 
Um, especially if you're if you're doing like a higher ticket offer. Yeah, yeah, higher ticket off. That's interesting. Uh, oh, n- next question. Shoot, everything we talk about always brings up a next question that I think is interesting, which is you have this free email course, right? Like, and it, you're pushing people. It's a free email course, lead magnet, let's call it, and then you're pushing people to a paid offer. It, what what are the price dif- like differences in the offers that typically you've seen work with an email course? I know Ship Thirty is mm-hmm. like what eight hundred bucks. You know, from clients you've seen and people you've seen, have you seen it work for things that are more than that, less than that? Or That's like a great question. Things? So, yeah, eight hundred bucks definitely works. Uh, slightly less, I've seen it work with like two hundred ish, four hundred ish products. That's perfectly fine as well. I would say even yeah. easier to sell, right? Because seven day highly valuable um asset like after this you know take my money right uh but i've also seen it work with so for instance we have coaching it's it's essentially a coaching program it's a mix of coaching education and community and that's above 5k and on the on the front end we use an email course to educate people and on joining the the program so it works um now yeah. the only kind of price range that i haven't personally experimented with is like um below 100 bucks but i have some some stuff in the work in the some potential clients in the works that i might uh work with soon that have lower ticket products but i, I honestly think regardless of the of the price range of the offer it can work obviously the higher the price point and you know, like high high ticket stuff usually requires like a more hands on and like more prolonged sales process. So obviously, in the in the case yeah. of the coaching program that I just mentioned, we that's not the only thing we do. That we also do other stuff. We have uh, sales calls and other stuff in place. But on the front end, we still use the same mechanism to build that trust. To you know. Uh, yeah. educate people and to prime them on, on joining when they're ready. Yeah. So maybe the, the lead, like the email course doesn't go straight to right. like purchase Definitely. page. It goes to like a la- landing page. Right. It's like book exactly. the call, exactly. right? Like what the team, because yeah. Okay. So the, the mechanism is still the same, but then where you lead them to from the lead changes. mechanism yep. is what changes yep. is what it sounds like. Right. Okay. Interesting. What's the level from where, you you think based on what you've seen and this could always range right but um where things need to start to take a sales call is that after like the 800 dollar mark is that like in the couple thousand i would say mark? so based on my experience i've sold programs uh up to 2k without any so without any sales calls just doing like a lot of education yeah uh, email course and then set like a couple sales emails with personalization and stuff uh i would say yeah. probably between 2k and 3k depending on the type of commitment to uh that's where probably you probably need to yeah uh get more hands-on and get people on the phone and talk to them although there's there's also um creators who kind of challenge that notion and they say like uh higher ticket stuff we just had google doc and that's valid personally yeah. say be, uh, yeah. i would say between two and 3k you probably need to at least have a, a phone call with someone to you know get them to work with you or buy your thing. Cool, man. Well, um, thank you so much, Daniel. People can find you, uh, Twitter, place? Twitter, uh, yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Daniel Bustamante. Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn more about like email courses and how to 
level up your email market, like your email marketing funnels. We recently, it's, it's still, you're getting early access if you're listening to this, where we, it's still like in beta alpha, but we recently launched a newsletter, a newsletter yeah. called Funnel Breakdowns. So if you go to funnelbreakdowns.com, oh, you can see my, nice. it's, it's basically me yeah. analyzing other people's funnels, like six figure and seven figure creators funnels and pointing out both the things they're doing good and the things they could be doing better. So you can learn from those people without like doing 20 hours of research like I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm actually gonna go sign up for that. Uh, funnelbreakdowns.com, hell yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Cause a lot of people do that for like big companies, but for creators yep. it's interesting too, right? In that whole world. Cool, I'll Boom. talk to you soon, man. Boom. Later bro. Boom.